All right, welcome to the Chaz Palminteri Show. Very excited today. Great guest today, but I'm not going to tell you who he is. He had one of the biggest podcasts I had all year. We got him back. So many people wanted to hear more about him, and he's a legend himself, but I'm going to tell you who he is. But first, ChazPalminteri.net, the one-man show. Here it is, Sunday, Sunday, January 29th. I'm not working. I took... December off, all of January off, but the 29th, I am going to be at the Paramount Theater in Huntington. That's right, the Paramount Theater in Huntington, Long Island, 7.30 show, January 29th, and we're going to film it. It's going to be history made. Bronx Tale One Man Show is getting filmed. That's right, from my archives. It's getting filmed. Very, very excited by that. And it's a great place to go. The Doyle brothers do a great job there. The foundation room, a great place to go. In fact, I'm going to give my friend Chrissy. Well, is this going to be out after, before New Year's? This will, yeah. This will, yeah. Chris Stefano is going to be there New Year's Eve. Chris Stefano, if you didn't see him, you got to go see him. The fucking guy is hilarious. And he's going to be there at the Paramount for New Year's Eve. Don't forget ChazParmentary.net. Uh, wait a minute. Wait, I got two more dates. I forgot. Wednesday, March 1st, next year, Little Rock, Arkansas. What is that going to be like? That's going to be fun. Me and Sandy Blue Eyes in Little Rock, Arkansas. If that ain't my cousin Vinny, I don't know what is. We should have a lot of fun there. University of Arkansas Center. Oh, for the humanitarians and arts. We're going to be there. The Pulaski Center. Wow, that's March 1st, 8 o'clock show. And March 3rd, March 3rd, San Antonio, Texas. That's right. I ride. I ride. I'm a good rider. At the Empire Theater at 8 o'clock, San Antonio, Texas, March 3rd. Go to chaspalmentary.net. Christmas is coming. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. It's a great card. Now you can't leave. I don't know. I said that thing once and forget about it. It's, it's all over the place. It's a great card to, to inspire somebody. Original posters. And wait a minute, here it is. I gotta, I gotta show, I'm so excited about this that I gotta show you folks. I gotta show you. Bronx tail in the front, one of the great ones in the back. Great gift for your girlfriend for Christmas, okay? Bronx tail in the front, let's see what's in the back of this one. Nayus can't leave. And of course the famous t-shirt with Bronx tail and the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. These are all great gifts for the holidays, folks. Go to charlespalmentary.net. Okay, so my, ne- my next guest. Here's a guy I told you about. You know, people always say, he's a fucking legend. This guy's a legend. Everybody's iconic. This guy's a true legend. Seriously. I mean, um, I directed him when he did Oz. He's a terrific actor. And uh, he's a legitimate tough guy. I mean, look, I- I'm sure he's not going to mind me saying that, but... Uh, but legitimately, you know, everybody's, everybody walks around thinking they're tough guys. This guy's a tough guy. But he's a good guy. He's got a great heart. And ladies and gentlemen, this guy's got a thousand stories. The great Chuck Zito. Chucky Roo. Good <laughs> to see brother? you, Chuck. I'm, I'm telling you, you had the biggest podcast of all my podcasts. Do you know that? Awesome. I, don't, I mean, I, I was like, holy shit. I, and I had big stars on this show. You were like, forget it. 
People would just go, Chuck Zito, you got to get Chuck Zito back. I'm I blessed. I'm blessed. I have blessed, a lot of Chuck. fans out there. A lot you of, have a lot, a lot of, of friends. I'm blessed. You have a lot of fans. No, you really do, man. Yeah. You really do. And, we, and that was a great, we had a great podcast. We talked about a lot of things. But, you know, I've been doing this thing now about, you know, you know about old school, right? And about people, people that passed away. And, and I always ask, I like to ask you, I mean, I know your dad, I, you know, and I don't know if you, uh, you I don't want to put words in your mouth, but was if someone you want to mention who passed away that meant a lot to you. I, I'm sure that probably was your well, dad. Lately, you know, the older we get, the more friends we lose. Right. Of course, my dad was, uh, you know, my idol, my my dad, and uh, your dad was a professional fighter. Professional fighter back in the '30s and '40s, when they were fighters. Wow, you know, he used to fight two, three times a week, Isn't sometimes that... twice a night. Come on, for ten dollars. Imagine that. Holy These guys shit. are making hundreds of millions of dollars today fighting, and uh, he How always ma- said he was born thirty years too early. How many fights did your father have? Two hundred twenty-eight. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Now today, a fighter, if he has 40 fights, that's a lot. When you say 40, 50, yeah. that would be a lot. Yeah. Holy so, shit. A lot of fights back then. But everybody fought back then. You know, guys, it would be nothing, two, 300, 400 fights. You know, guys like Sugar Ray Robinson, Henry Armstrong, Bojack, guys like that. Wow. You know, today is... Uh, so, I Chuck, do you, compare to do you really ago. think that the fighters back then... We're tougher than the fighters today. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Really, without a doubt, without a doubt. I, uh, they were just, just you know, everybody was hungry back then. Right. And everybody, you know, whether you had whether they were Italian, whether they were Jewish, whether they were black, whether they were Puerto Rican, you got fighters that were great fighters back in the thirties and forties, and even the fifties. So basically, it was really more competition. It was harder, more competition, right? Yes, a lot more, and they always had these club fights. You know, you, you, they, they have things that, like this box wreck you go on. They only had my father like 30, 40 fights in there. I mean, it was nothing. But uh, they never had the club fights that they used to write down. And, and, and of course, you know, they had so many other places, home, uh, gyms that were open that, that, that catered to, you know, fighters back then. Right, right, Today, right. Today, there's hardly any, any, you know, they don't even have Golden Gloves anymore. Remember the Golden Gloves? It was oh, the biggest, it was great. It was the biggest tournament there was. It was great. And especially the finals were at Madison Square Garden. Right. Day. They don't even have them They don't anymore. have the Golden no. Gloves no more? Nope, not at I all. I didn't know that. Yep. Well, you have seen And I was in really the Golden Gloves four times, and I was... It, the great thing about it, I fought in the same ring as my father did 30 years earlier. No. Yes. And uh, I fought in the Felt Forum, and the main garden... The, the uh, finals were upstairs in the main event. I wow. mean, in the main garden. Right. And that was the same ring, but they retired it, and it's out at, you know... Canastota now at the uh, Boxing Hall of Fame, that ring. Wow. But I fought in the same ring my father did 30 years earlier. You know what's amazing about a f- what I learned about, and everybody, you know, sports, boxing, karate, UFC. But one thing about an old-time fighter, my father used to say it too, because my uncle, my uncle Don Manfro, he was a fighter. And my father would say, you know, he, he, he was a professional fighter, fought a lot of fights. But sure. even in his 50s, you couldn't fuck with him. In his 50s, yeah. you would knock you out. Absolutely, absolutely. 50, 60 years old, absolutely. those guys will knock you out. Yeah. They still will knock you out. Yeah. It, it's something that you just, I don't know what it I is. I remember sparring my dad. I was 16 years old, and he was uh, he just turned 50. And he, God, you know, I thought he was had one foot in the grave at 50. So you're, and you're 16, <laughs> right. You know, now we're that age, and we're saying right. we're older than him. Well, 
a lot older than that. But uh, even at 16, I hit him in the ribs. I remember hitting him in the ribs. I broke his ribs. Really? At 16, yeah. I hit him with my right hand, came down underneath, boom. Then he hit me with a left hook, and boom. I woke up later. later. <laughs> really? Yeah, even at 50, it was at just 50? great. Yeah. He was great shape. But what? back in the day, it was just, you know, you talk, take, take somebody like uh, 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 Mayweather. Mayweather, yeah. He's fighting 28 years or something. He had 15-0. Right. 15-0. I mean, he was great, greatest fighter in his era. I agree. Okay. I agree. So he had 15-0 in like 28 years. Harry Gribb was 45-0 and in one year. He had 45 fights in one year. So you can't compare... Years ago, yes, the guys today, Canelo's, the uh, Mayweather's, they're great in their era. They're great, yeah. But to fight somebody like, you know, uh, Harry Gribb back in the day, or you know, like you even say, Sugar Ray Robinson, you know, uh, uh, Carmine Basilio, those guys right. were tough. They were tough. Yeah, I mean, to me, and believe me, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a proud Italian-American, and Marciano was a great fighter. But people go that he was the greatest heavyweight. I go, no, no, he wasn't. No. To me, to me, in my opinion, in his prime, in his prime, nobody could beat Muhammad Ali. In my opinion. I think Muhammad Ali was the greatest heavyweight. I agree. I agree. I because agree. I never seen, and the thing that made, people don't realize the thing that made him so great was he had one of the most incredible chins of any fucking guy. Absolutely. He had a granite chin, chin. Granite. Granite. Pretty boy, but. It was fast. Fast. The fast thing on two feet. At fast, and he, he, he did knock. He knocked you out with a flurry of punches. Yeah. But I remember George Foreman said that um, when he when he when he reached over and he looked and whispered in my ear, "Is that all you got? Is that all you got?" He said, "I I knew I, I, I was over. I can't win. I I, I can't win." That's when he knocked George Foreman out. And he knocked him out the next round. He won the title again. And he won the title again. For the third time. For the third time. So, <laughs> so to me, Muhammad Ali was the greatest yeah. fighter. No and question. to me, Joe Lewis was second. I think Joe Lewis was the second greatest fighter. You know what? That's, that's an interesting discussion. I, in his prime, I mean, Joe Lewis. I mean, Joe, I mean, Joe Lewis was, what, 205? He wasn't that big, right? Right, Chuck? Was he? Joe Lewis was 210, maybe. Maybe, maybe 200 back in the day. I got to realize, even Eve Marciano was like 186, you know, for a heavyweight. That's he was crazy. small for a heavyweight. But uh, you get, had guys like, you know, uh, Joe Lewis was probably like 198 maybe, the most. Wow. You know? I mean, I don't and, know how and, and, they would afford guys like, you know, Riddick Bowe and he's six foot four, 225 guys. I don't know. Come you on, know? take Jack Jempsey when he fought Jess, Jess Woolard. That's true. Jack Jempsey was what, 5'11"? Jess Dempsey, Woolard was right. like 6'8". Uh, uh, That's true. You know what? That's an <laughs> interesting know? point, man. That's an so, interesting point. And back then... You know, today they worried about a couple of pounds overweight. Back then, guys outweighed each other 50, 60 pounds. Jess Willard outweighed, what's his name, at least. Oh, uh, at least that. Uh, at least 100, 150 pounds. I mean, it was, he, was, it was just, he was ridiculous. Oh, it was crazy. And, and Dempsey beat him. Dempsey beat him. Well, I mean, was Dempsey, Dempsey was a really tough guy, I guess, yes. right? Just ferocious. And that's what Mike Tyson said. He, he, he was... He was he was the Jack Dempsey and, and, and the uh, Jack Johnson of the era, you know? Yeah. You know, we said that he was, he was molded after those guys, the same from the same cloth. Yeah, know? and you know what? Hey, oh, and you're right. I mean, 
Tyson's only 5'11 and a half, 5'11. probably. And he knocked out big boys, tall oh, guys. Back in the day when he was first coming up, he was... Yeah, he was he was just jacked. Amazing. And he was scary. Yeah. In like 86. And he was fast. You know, fast. people don't realize how fast he was. He yes. was really fast. Yes. And, I mean, I got to say, Tyson could have went down. Well, he's still, as far as I'm concerned, one of the great heavyweights. I think he is. I think he's a great fighter. I liked him a lot. And I thought, you know, we had a bad run in which a couple of things, but he was a great fighter, bro. I mean, I, I don't think anybody could take anything Tyson away. was great. His downfall, the day he went with Don King. Yeah. That was his downfall. You're probably right. Yeah. I might not always be right, but I'm never wrong. <laughs> hey, you know what? When Cuss died, that was yes. a... Well, you got to realize, uh, Cuss, he didn't win the title until after Cuss died. Right. You know, Kevin Rooney brought him to the title. And, and, and Teddy Atlas was brought right. him to the, to the amateurs, right? To the yeah. nationals and everything. And then, right. then Kevin Rooney took over yeah. and brought him to, and made him what he was. He's the one who brought him to the championship. Right. Cuss died way before he even fought for the title. What'd you think of Roy Jones Jr.? Roy was great back in the day. I mean, he, he was, was fast. He was fast. He was he great. He was fast. I remember when he fought Vinny Pazianza. You remember that fight? Yeah. Did he knock him Vinny out? Vinny was tough. Yeah, he knocked him out. Yeah. Benny was a tough fighter, strong fighter back in the day. Right. You got to remember that he broke his neck and he came back afterwards. They said he never, you know, fight right, again. Right. Not only did he fight, he won like three more titles after that. Is, he was five-time world around, champion. Vinny? Yes, yes. He's still around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, Cranston, Rhode Island. That's right. I, I think I met him. He was very great nice. Guy, great fighter. Very nice tough, guy. Came over to me. He's really, really sweet guy. I, I like him. Jones Jr. was special, man. He was fast. And uh, if you watch that fight, you could just see yeah. how great he was. Now, you box, Chuck, and I box, but you, you have much more experience than I do. But I've been boxing all my life. Never fought like you did. But do you think uh, that someone to have a great left hook has to be switched over from southpaw to right? Or do you think people... No, not at all. You think there are people who just have great left hooks? Yeah. Right? Wouldn't you say that? Joe Frazier, one of the best in the business. <clears throat> left hook. Left hook. You know, that's when he knocked Ali down the 15th round. And he's not and a natural you look. look right. you look, he was off his feet. No one should have got up from that left hook. <laughs> yeah. no Ali one. did. Ali that did. Was, he, and he, remember, he came, got up and instantly. And he came, came right he up. He wasn't just down. He got up instantly. But that, that's because he had a granite chin. He took some And you know who had shots. a great left hook? Bob Forster, the light yes. heavyweight. Remember him? Absolutely. Yeah. He fought Ali, too. He fought Ali, too. And Another victory. He fought Joe Frazier. He got knocked out right away, and yeah. they said to him, well, what do you feel after you afford him? And Bob Ford said, I had no right being in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was true. That's what he said. There were so many great fights through the years. It was amazing. Wow. And I was at a lot of them. I mean, you were, you were a fight fan. You I was a big fight fights, fan. I, I mean. My father had videos and show. He, my father would take me to the fights. My father had a video. Oh, God, I'm showing how old I am. He showed, <laughs> my father showed a fight. I don't remember, it was a video, we saw it on TV, of Carmen Basilio, Carmen Basilio fighting Yvonne Durrell. Yvonne Durrell knocked Carmen Basilio down seven times during the fight. Basilio knocked him out. Yeah. It was pretty, my father said they don't make fighters like that no more. You know, they're just tough right. guys, man, tough guys, you know. That was the, uh, I don't know if that was the same fighter, was that the same fighter before, the, no. Uh, Jake? He was beating him. Jake played possum at the 15th round, and then all of a sudden yeah. came out and fucking... Wait a bam. minute. Wait a minute. You know what? I'm sorry. I, I got to be staying corrected here. Was it Yvonne Durrell and Archie Moore? 
now I, I know it was so far long ago. I don't know. But it was either Archimor or Colin Basilio. Anyway. Do you, do you still box every day, Joe? Uh, no, Colin, no you, you don't box no more? I have a long time. You, do you train? Do you, I mean, you work out, right? Not as much as I should. Come on, you look like you work out, Joe. Come on. <laughs> I feel good. You don't no, do anything? I'm just blessed because I always had a, you know. A, you don't do anything? You don't use bands or nothing? Nothing. Nothing. No cardio, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Cardio. Uh, Chuck, in, in the bed. That's uh, Chuck, it. I don't know. No cardio, <laughs> no working out. Some tough guy. I should, I should, and I keep saying I got to go back. I got to go back to the gym. It's just hard for me to go to these gyms. Yeah. yeah, I'm working on my cars. I'm working on my bikes. I don't find the time. I joined the gym recently, and yeah. not recently, a year ago in Pelham. I, I never got there. Yeah. It was close. I never got there. All right, so I'm going to issue a thing out there. You see, a lot of tough, <laughs> a lot of tough guys are out there looking and saying, well, Chuck don't work out no more. He doesn't train. Maybe, you know, he's ripe to be taken. But let me tell you something, folks. <laughs> Everybody wants a shot at the title. Don't underestimate a shot at the title with this guy. Okay? <laughs> There's more dead bodies laying around the streets of Manhattan because of him. Uh, no, no, you good. know what I mean. I don't mean dead bodies. <laughs> Chuck knocked out more guys than I did my one-man show. That says, <laughs> Chuck Zeta is responsible for more blackouts than Con Edison. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck knocked out more guys than I know of than anybody I know. Yeah. So, Chuck, you know. And recently. Recently. about Marciano. Remember that? What, what was that story I heard about Marciano, Chucky? Remember, what happened with that? Imagine this. I was in a, I was in a, a restaurant. Oh, this is probably six months now. I could talk about it. Six but months ago. Six months ago. Okay. You know, just before I did the uh, our last uh, podcast. Podcast. Right. And I didn't want to talk about it because it was fresh. It happened that week. So <laughs> I'm in a, in a restaurant and I'm having a great time. I'm with my friend Mike Conti. We're, we're we're having dinner, and we had dessert. We had a great time. I said, oh, let me let me go to men's room before we take off. I go to men's room. I go. I just about to walk in and it was a long bar and they get the bar had to be 30 feet long there's a guy standing on the other end and he goes hey are you chuck he yells out i says yeah i want to talk to you when you get out and i'm saying to myself what a guy sounds hostile man right i want to talk to you when you get yeah. out so i go out and i get back i walk up to the guy and he goes you're chuck zito i says yeah so i said how you doing i shook his hand he goes let me ask you something if a guy disrespected you, your family, your name, what would you do? I said, I'd knock him the fuck out. He goes, well, you disrespected me and my family and my name. I said, oh, really? I said, who are you? That's not the point right now. Here's my card. You're going to call me. We're going to straighten this out outside this restaurant one day. And I said, no, no. We're going to straighten it out right now. I said, who are you? Well, you said something about my great-grandfather. I said, well, who's your great-grandfather? Marciano. I said, Rocky Marciano? He goes, yeah. I says, you know what? I know exactly what I said about Rocky Marciano. He came at a great era when he fought all old men. I said he fought Jersey Joe Walcott when he was 38 years old. Marciano was 26. Jersey Joe beat him for 13 rounds until Rocky hits him right hand on the chin, knocks him out. But that's boxing. Right. I said he fought a 40-year-old Joe Lewis. A 42-year-old is it Charles. And like a 43-year-old... Uh, Archie Moore. I mean, you brought up you brought up uh, valid points. I Chuck. said that. Yeah. And he goes, "Well, you know nothing about boxing." I said, "I don't know about boxing." Let me tell you something. He goes, "Hey, don't point your fucking finger at me." And now I'm like, "Boy, this guy must be a bad motherfucker, right?" 
I said, don't point your finger. I said, let's take a walk outside. So we go outside. I said, you got something to say? You want to do something? Hey, you know what? My time, my rules, you know? My fucking rules. And he walks back. Now I'm fucking livid, man. You know? I walk back in a restaurant. I said, hey, come outside right now. Your rules? Outside right now. So now I look over. The whole restaurant's looking at me. And, uh. Now the owner comes up, he goes, look, let me, I say, mind your business. I said, you come outside right now. So he takes his glass off, puts him on a bar, he walks outside. I walk outside, door closes. I says, your rules, your time, boom, I bitch slap him. <laughs> he goes down from a bitch slap. And I said, uh, so I should have ended it there. Hmm. But I was so fucking livid, man. He got me so riled up, this guy. As soon as he lifted, boom, uppercut, right hand, left took right hand, boom unconscious done but what happened was when i smacked them i didn't realize like three four guys walked by and they're watching this thing and so a couple minutes go by he gets up he stumbles falls down he gets up falls down he gets up falls down they help him up they put him against the building i went to go a guy big guy came over he grabbed me by my arms he goes hey you had enough i said well first of all don't ever touch me or you'll look like this guy and he let me alone (laughs) right so I walk up to the guy, and as they pop his head up, I'm telling you, his nose, his jaw, his both eyes are bleeding. I'm saying to myself, fuck, what yeah. did I do, man? What are you going to do, yeah. I says to him, I said, you said I know nothing about boxing. Well, guess what? You found out I do. And I, my friend gives me my phone. I jump in my truck, and I went 60 miles to my sister's in Long Island. I said, guess the cops come to my house. They came to your house? No, and I said, in case the cops come, I'm gone. So I go back the next day. I'm at my house waiting for, you know, a knock on the door. And uh, I got to admit, the guy never called the cops. Took his beating, and that was it. Right. And that was six months ago. It was uh, amazing. I'm saying, here I am. I'm in my car now. I'm fighting with myself. I'm 69 years old. I'm still having street fights. I says, I'm going to get arrested. He's going to sue me. I'm going to be on TMZ. Oh, and just that's God. what I was thinking. I was fighting myself all the way to Long Island. Yeah. But I gotta admit, he never never That was stand up for him. He was a stand up guy, took his beating, and that was it. But the crazy thing about it, this guy was maybe forty the most. Marciano died fifty two years ago. And I said that He interview. wasn't born. Exactly. I said that interview I did was ten years ago at Floyd Medwell's gym. Dewey Cooper interviewed me, and we brought that up. But here it is. It comes back. It's crazy. I'm saying 69, five months, I'll be 70. Wow, you look great. I feel good. I feel good. Wow. I mean, I got a crazy That was was just dumb. That was just dumb. But I was fighting myself all the way to Long Island for an hour. Arguing with myself. Did you ever, did you, you think you can, Chuck, seriously, you think you can walk away from a fight? You think you can if a guy says, fuck you, come on, if the guy would have kept well, it. They, they I mean, you could have walked away from what? that guy. There was two, two instances in my life that I, 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 I really walked away from, and it still bothers me to this day. I wish I saw these guys. You walked away from it. I walked you got to tell us. What was, what was I, it? I was, I was actually at scores. Yeah. And uh, some guy came in and was talking, you know, a bunch of shit. And I just came back from an event I did. And I was just in a good mood. And I'm saying to myself, and he, he's saying, well, you, 
oh, you did this, you did that. And I, I ignored him. I said, you know what? Usually I hit a guy in the chin, it's over. But it was in the middle of scores. It was in the middle of the dance floor. So I, I, I went out in the, uh, the dining room. He insisted on it. And I was just ready to, you know, have a fight. But then I just ended it. But it still bothers me till this day that I didn't crack this guy. Okay? Another time I was out of the club already and somebody pulled a gun on me at a restaurant. And I'm, you know, to well, this day, yeah. it bothers me that I didn't hit the guy. Well, the guy put a gun so, on your truck. There was two incidents that in my life, but it still bothers me today. They didn't take care of it. I know, but... But other than that, I never walked away from anything. No. Except those two things, and it bothers me to this day. So if, if I ever walked in and saw him again, both those guys... You would hit him. Without a doubt. Right on the chin, and it's over. So if you're at a, if you're at a nightclub, or if you're at a bar... And guy walks over and says, you're Chuck Zito, and fucking holds off and bitch slaps you right in front of everybody. Well, would, that would never happen. Well, if it did happen, would you say you would, you would beat him an oh. inch before his death? Oh, forget about it. He'd be in a coma <laughs> right now. Forget about it. You know? There's very little I take. And I don't did you ever lose a, Chuck, did you ever lose a fight? Yeah, when I was five years old. The when you were five? Butch. It was what? like the liberal rascals, if you remember the guy named Butch. Yeah. Every time I walked out, he beat me up in, in the Bronx, on Barreto Street in the South Bronx in Hunts Point. Did you ever meet Butch when you got older? Oh, I wish. I never did. <laughs> never for some did. reason, and I was only five years old, and he was five years old, but that's the kind of mentality he had. Yeah. And I rem- <laughs> remember walking out. I was going to my grandmother's house because on, on, on Sundays, we go to my, my grandmom's house for pasta right. and everything, and I had a white shirt on my, with a tie and everything. You know, my mother used to dress us like little... Right, right, you know, right. Back in the day, we dressed. Today, these kids are... Yeah, they uh, don't like, dress. Like slobs, man. They, they're, they're wearing, right. you know, uh, sweatpants to school, right. this and that. We used to outdress each other. And I had the white shirt, and I saw Butch was the first thing. And I said, look, I can't get dirty today. I got to go away, you know? Got to go to my grandmother's. And you remember the little wax things like they were in Coke bottles? We used to buy oh, yeah, off, yeah. the wax you drink? Yeah. He bit it off, and he threw it on my white shirt. Wow. And I just looked down. I shit. I went upstairs. Not only got smacked by my mother, I had to get changed and everything. But this is the kind of guy he was at five years old. Imagine this. Wow. So <laughs> every time he's uh, told me, did for some t- reason, he beat when me did up. you take a boxing truck? Right after that, I went home crying to my father. He goes, don't ever come crying to me. He pulled out his ch- chest, his trunk that he had, all his boxing equipment. Right. He took out the old Ben Lee gloves. Yeah. I wish I still had today. My mom made me throw them all out. Yeah. And he put them on, got on his knees, and started teaching me how to box when I was five years old. You know, my dad he taught goes, me how to box. Don't you ever come crying to me yeah. again. But I think I started when I was four. My dad taught me how to box. Yeah. But I never really, I, I, you know, I never really got, I was, I always wanted to be an actor and, a, and you know, but I never was like this guy who wanted to fight a lot. But even I could, at five, you want to be an actor? No, around <laughs> 10. Okay. Ten years old. It was when I started. When yeah. I when I thought about it, but the first fight I had, I think I was like eleven or twelve. This guy Jimmy Scanlon, I'll never forget him. He, he was a big, big as me, big guy, and he pushed me, and I said, "Leave me alone." Pushed me again, and I hit him with a right hand on the eye, left hook to the nose, and then a right hand to the chin, and he went down. And I looked at my hands in disbelief, because I didn't believe. And he I never just, bothered you again after that. No, no. No, no, we fought a lot after that. Oh, okay. No, but he came, he waited a week. Usually you find out. Yeah, wow. usually, yeah. But he waited a week and he, he snuck up on me in my house and he jumped me from the back and he, he bit me on the head and hit, hit me with a 
piece of wood. And then we, we fought, and then finally the guys, we had another fight, and I beat him, and then they, the guys just stopped it, and we stopped. But I looked at my hands in disbelief that I couldn't believe I did it. Like You did that. Because my hands were so fast, you know? And I respect, then I never forgot that. And I just always, you know, but I, I, I walk away from fights now. I have to because of everything, you know. People, oh, absolutely. People go, hey, you're, you're a real tough guy. You, of course, real tough it? guy in movies. How tough are you? You know, oh. I just, yeah. I said, I wish Chuck Zito was with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when we were, when we were together, you know, I said, I, I got I got to walk away because these guys they want to do something. But I just. At Chilla. We had a great time at Chilla. At Chilla, yeah. We, but I just got to shut my mouth. And uh, but I love but these gloves. Muhammad Ali gave me those. Oh, that's awesome! And they're signed man. by him. Muhammad awesome. Ali signed those. You know, I've got some Muhammad Ali uh, yeah. signed gloves with Joe Frazier. Yeah, but I have, you know, when he was sick, of course. Yeah, you know, I have his signature this this big. Of yeah. course, when he was sick, they they were this big. Yeah, you know, it was when he got. Yeah, he put a handprint for me on in in Place de Paris, and I have it with his hand in Place de Paris. Pretty nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty awesome. nice, yeah. Chuck, everybody knows that you were in the, you were the president of the Hells Angels for this chapter. I, I was the president of the uh, New York Nomads. New York Nomads. When I was in the club, yes. Yeah, and and then they became the Hells Angels, right? The Nomads? Did no, they? no, no, they, we were Hells Angels. You were? We left New York City and became uh, Nomads. The Nomads, oh, yeah. I see. Hells Angels, Nomads. Hells Angels, Nomads. Yes. Did you remember a, a, a group? Do you remember the uh, the aliens? The yeah, of course, of course. Now they turned into the Hell's Angels, right? Uh, the alien nomads became Hell's Angels December fifth, nineteen sixty nine, in New York City. Fucking guy knows more about the history. Of, it's amazing. Yeah, I know the history of a lot of a lot of things, but uh, yeah, yes, they were there. But back in the day, there were a lot of aliens. Right? They had the Bronx aliens, the Bronx the, aliens, Staten yeah. Island aliens, Brooklyn aliens, right. Uh, uh, alien nomads. So they were bigger than the Hell's Angels back then. You would uh, say. Well, there were no Hell's Angels in New York at the time. Oh, they were in L.A. Right. So they were in in California, of course. Wow. So then uh, December fifth, they became New York City Hell's Angels, and then all the aliens disbanded. After December fifth of what year? December fifth, nineteen sixty nine. Nineteen sixty nine. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So the other aliens disbanded. So. Because they were red on white patches, so they couldn't be the now, same. That uh, that scene that we did in Bronx Tale, they yes. were all you. You got all the Hell's Angels for that. Yes. I, I remember. Yes, uh, and I, one friend, Sonny, was uh, he was a friend of the club, and he was a friend of the club. But everybody now, else, the, the guy with the red hair, except for the two guys, uh, 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 I think they were friends with Bobby or somebody. Yeah, he got two other guys. Now, the guy six with six guys were Hell's Angels. Hell's Angels. Yeah. Now the guy with the red hair, whose name was Steve. Steve. He died, right? Yes. He right died, after that, he died before the movie even came out. Wow. He got, he got a, a, on the uh, Bruckner Expressway, a bus ran him into the guardrail, and he got killed. Is anybody the else? Uh, still, they're all. Out. Oh, absolutely. Steve Bonji is still in the club. Uh, Butch Garcia is still in the club. Greg Dami is still in the club. Wow. Uh, those guys were there. They were there. Uh, everybody else is. Uh, Steve died, of course, and uh, this other guy, John, who was in it, he's not in the club no more. But uh, they're still there. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah. Wow. And Butch is having his forty years soon. Butch in was, the Bronx. Butch was the one. He was a skinny guy. Well, he was the one where uh, Jojo the Whale was. Uh, yes. Crushing him against yeah. the. Uh, there was one guy that kept thinking, "Is that Rob Shry? Uh There was one actor. He looked just like him. I said, "No, that wasn't him." But. Uh, 
That was fun doing that. Yeah, Butch was the one who was getting us squashed by Jojo the Whale. By Jojo the Whale. <laughs> but they're all still alive. That's not. Yeah. I remember I saw Hell's Angel. He came to one of my shows. He said his, I don't know if his father was there, but he said my father saw your show. He was one of the guys, and he yeah. was very sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you does that happen a lot? Where, where Hell, I'm just curious. Where Hell's Angels have children that become in the club? Does that happen? Not often. I don't see that. Uh, not often, but there was uh, uh, there was a, a, a Hell's Angel from uh, Purdue and his two sons were Hell's Angels. Yeah? Yeah. Sometimes it happens. <clears throat> Many times, yeah. Now, is it true, Chucky? I'm, uh, you don't mind me asking a couple of questions about this, do you? No. Uh, no. If, if, if I say something that's wrong. If, uh, if, if, if a guy had a, a, a woman, it was his woman, right? That was it. Nobody would mess with a guy's woman. They, oh, yeah, yeah. That that's, was it. Right. Yeah, but you've been out of the Hells Angels now. How many years? Now? <laughs> Eighteen years now. Eighteen years. Eighteen years. Yeah. But you had, you you had fond times there. It was great memories. Oh, I had I'm great sure. great memories. Yeah, I yeah. had great times. Great, you know, one of the best yeah. times of my life, man. Really? You well, know, one of the best times of my life. So, uh, 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 yeah, oh, that's know, great. And, and and Sonny, who just died recently. Now, Sonny uh, was the Sonny longest Parker. member. He was the longest member. Yeah. And he just died recently of uh, cancer that he got back in the day. He had throat cancer and it caught up to him. He had, but uh, he died recently at 83. So, but I remember because Sonny Barger is the one who inspired me to ride a motorcycle. Really? I was, I was in a darkened movie theater at 14 years old, you know, 13 years old, and uh, watching Hell's Angels on Wheels. And I remember there was one scene over the Bay Bridge where Sonny was leading a pack and it was hundreds of Hells right. Angels. And I said, man, I want to be like Sonny, man, and those guys, you know? So I was uh, 13 years old, actually. Wow. I went home, made a mini bike. Right. And I went to Jack's Army Navy store and bought a dungaree jacket for $6. Wow. And took a can of paint right. and painted on the back of the jacket the opposite of Hells Angels. Heaven's Devils. Wow. And I took my mini bike and I put my new patch on. I was riding around the neighborhood. That's great. <laughs> thinking I was sunny and everything. Wow, that's great. But hey, one of the greatest, yeah. the greatest times of my life was in 1982 when Sonny led the pack to Sturgis. Right. You that know? must have been something. And it was like I was in that riding in that pack and Sonny was leading it. It was like deja vu all over again. I was thinking I was on a Bay Bridge. In uh, Hell's Angels 69. I mean, wow. I'm sorry, Hell's Angels on Wheels. That was another movie they did, Hell's yeah. Angels 69. But Sonny is the one who inspired me to ride a motorcycle. Wow. And that's when I met them. Right. Uh, 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 Sandy Alexander was the uh, president of the uh, Hell's Angels New York City, who used to be an alien. And he, of right. course, became a Hell's Angel. Wow. December 5th, 1969. I met him in the Gramercy Gym when I was fighting. He was also, he was a professional fighter at the time. Wow. And we started sparring each other. And I was in another club called the Chingling Nomads. Chingling, I heard of them, yeah. yeah. Especially about because of 187th Street. 187th Street. They were in Hughes Avenue. That's right. And I was a Chingling, and we started sparring each other. And uh, I used to paint cars and motorcycles back in the day. Right. And I painted Sandy's motorcycle. All the Hells Angels saw it. I started painting their bikes. Yeah. Next thing you know, I was hanging around the Hells Angels. I became Hells Angel. And that's how wow. it started. That's how it started. With Sandy. And then 
that's who opened the doors for me in Hollywood was Sandy Alexander because he he was a stuntman in that's, the movie business. In the movie, you you doubled me in a movie. I doubled you. Exactly, in uh, Scar City. Scar City, that's right. I was your stunt double. Wow. In that. I remember and, that. And uh, he, uh, there was a movie back in the early 80s called Dead Ringer with Sharon Meatloaf. Yeah. And the stunt coordinator was Alex Stevens. Right. Who used to hire Sandy all the time. And Sandy was co-coordinator on this uh, right. This movie. And he needed guys to ride motorcycles. So who he got? He got the Hells Angels. He got the Hells Angels. So we were all wearing tuxedos right. with meatloaf on our back. That's and right. I caught the stunt bug. And I became a stuntman. You became a stuntman. So Alex Stevens, whenever he did a movie, he used to call me. He used to call Sandy. Right. If Sandy coordinated a movie, I would. He would call me. I'd right. work on it. And then other other stunt coordinators, big stunt coordinators, guys like uh, Buddy Joe Hooker. Yeah. And uh, 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 Terry Leonard and Dick Zyker and right. Charlie Bacherny and and, and yeah. Joel Kramer. These yeah. were all big stunt coordinators on I shows. Those guys. They yeah. used to call me. Wow. And that's how I became a stuntman. And Oz was my first show, and, and you, you directed me. That's in, in Oz. Oz. In Oz, that's right. I was not only did I stunt double yeah. you, you directed me in yeah. the fight scene. In the fight scene, yes. In Oz, yeah. Well, you're so easy to so direct. So we go back a we long go time. Back a long time. <laughs> now, now, but Chuck, that's how I got started. So I always, yeah. I always thank Sandy Alexander and Hell's Angels who opened the doors who for me in Hollywood. Because uh, if it wasn't for them, yeah. I'd still be some kid from the Rochelle. No. Now, do you have your own social media, Chuck? You have your social media. I have. I have. I just have Instagram. Instagram. I'm not on. So, if somebody wants on, to see about, about your life, what do they do? Your Chuck Zito. Just go on official. Official Chuck Zito. Official yeah, Chuck Zito. There's only one. Official Chuck Zito. Right. And and you have I'm not a, on uh, you know Facebook or, or just or, Instagram. Yeah. Just official Instagram. Chuck Zito. If official they want to get Chuck a message Zito. to Chuck, yeah. but uh, you have also uh, you have a magazine that's out, right? Uh, it came out a few, you know, a few months ago. And we got what do we got here, Chuck? This is oh, what? this is you know it's funny because somebody called me right, and they says we want to do a beer. Off about you, yeah, and also a bourbon, a you know, Scott, a yeah, bourbon, Scotch. yeah. I said, well, I never drank in my life, right? And they said, look, you don't have to drink to sell it, right? I says, hey, sounds good, sounds good to me, yeah. You so know, what so is the what, what is the name of the beer? It's called Rides. Rides. Rides, I like it. And it's got a picture of me on my motorcycle. Right. My, it, my chaps, my jackets. Right. Yeah, I'll even take one out for you. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Rides. Rides. Picture and it's a, a picture of United States. Right. Wow, going great. through the United States on uh, Route 66. And when's this coming out? Uh, it should be out in all the stores by Christmas. By Christmas. Actually, Fantastic. Uh, uh, Manhattan Beer. Just yeah. took off. They just sold distributors for it. Fantastic. And uh, believe it or not, the liquor, for some reason, they couldn't get bottles. It's right. hard to get everything today. Yeah. And everything's so true. expensive. Right. So I just found out they got all the bottles. So by January, the uh, the whiskey will be out. Fantastic. Well, Chuck, it's it's great having you, man. Really. It's been, uh, we got to have you again. Thank uh, you so much. I people- had a great time the first time. Great time this time. Yeah, Everybody watch it. It was the highest rated show last time. That's right. This should be the highest rated show. And we're going to remember. I always ask people, remember your dad and what's your dad's full name? Oh, my, my dad's name was my, mine, Charles Zito, but he fought under La Barba, Al La Barba. Al La Barba, His Chuck cousin Zito was Senior. Fidel La Barba, if you remember back in the day, yeah. he was a flyweight champion of the world. That's right. So, so he took his name from, 
you know, for boxing. Yeah. And if you remember, you 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 know all about boxing. Back in the day, guys didn't use their real names. They didn't use their real names. Sugar Ray That's Robinson right. was Walker Smith. That's right. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, um, Bojack was uh, Sidney Walker. Yeah. That's right. Rocky Marciano was Marco Mancello. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Everybody... And so on. Rocky Graziano was Rocco Barbella. Rocco Barbella. So never, people never used their real names yeah. back in the day. It's just like actors never did. They always changed yes, their names. Yes. Yeah. Archibald, my father was, you know, became a pro at 16, so he wasn't old enough. So, so he wasn't took, old enough, so he, he had to change Barbara. his name. Chuck, it's great having you on. we got to have you back. This Thank man so is a legend. He's iconic. And folks, let me tell you something. Just because he doesn't work out, don't try him. <laughs> don't try him because well, you'll... I work out enough. I, I shadow box at you home. Shadow box I you'll... do my sit-ups, my push-ups. I don't say that. I don't work out. All right. Because you'll you know, wake keep, up... Keep the... Uh... You meet him and you say the wrong thing. You'll wake up looking at the sky. <laughs> Trust me. All right. Don't forget, January 29th at the Paramount Theater. We'll be going to be filming that January 29th at the Paramount Theater in Huntington. I got to write that down. That's right. And don't forget my friend Chris DeStefano is going to be there New Year's Eve. You should see him. He's going to be, he's going to be great. Chuck, thank you so much. You are a fucking thank legend. You. Thank you. Really. No, you. not only that, you're really a good guy. Really. Thank you so much. God bless you. And uh, we'll you. see you next week, folks. Ciao.